Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. If you've listened to this podcast for more than 10 seconds, you know that my entire goal is to get you to schedule more visits. Most major gift fundraisers fail in this industry because they do not do the difficult, scary work of scheduling visits with the right people consistently. The majority of my success in major gifts came from constantly seeking to become as effective as possible at scheduling visits. I read tons of sales books, watched YouTube videos from sales experts, and studied Jerry Pandas' materials on the matter. On top of that, I practiced. The things I learned from experts gave me the confidence to actually make the calls. Today, I have a great resource that I highly recommend you download. Greg Warner from MarketSmart, this episode's sponsor, has put together a guide to help you schedule more visits. It's titled, Top 10 Tips for Landing More Meetings. Not only does Greg run a company that enables major gift fundraisers to be more effective, but he is a successful entrepreneur that has scheduled countless meetings and been on the receiving end of many people trying to schedule meetings with him. He knows a thing or two about this subject and provides 10 great tips, starting with a quote from someone you know I talk about on this podcast all the time, Jerry Panis. Greg is the real deal, and this guide will help you schedule more visits. Go download it now at imarketsmart.com forward slash more meetings. That's imarketsmart.com forward slash more meetings. The bonus tip, number 11, is my personal favorite. Let me know what you think. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to One Visit Away. Got an interesting uh, episode for y'all this week. And before I get into uh, the story I'm going to share, a quick update on the course. Um, Yeah, we've a lot of you have already reached out. Um, You know, as I've as I've said, this will the course should be live in about like five to six weeks or so at this point. Um, and I'm opening up the first round to like kind of a founding members group of 20 people, and we're already uh, at capacity on that. Um, now, so what I'm going to do is for the people who are on that list, kind of the waiting list right now, in about a week, I'm going to open that up for registration. And then, you know, I'll give it just a few days for people to to register and, you know, pay to join. And then once that window closes, uh, if we're not at the 20, then I'll open it up to others. So if you are interested um, and you're not on the list, um, feel free to reach out. If you're not in that original 20, then you'll still be able to get in, but it'll just be a little bit later um, than the rest of the group and not, um, not some of the advantages of getting on that original list. But anyway... Um, Thank you so much for everybody that has expressed interest. I'm really excited to to get this out there. But more on that later. Now I want to get into the story for this week. And this one, uh, I got reminded of this from a client of mine that was sharing uh, a story with me about a visit that they'd gone on recently. And it reminded me of an experience I had um, pretty early in my career. And anyway, it was... Uh, when I first got started in in the job I had in major gifts, there was some of our like you know the the leads that I would follow up on for for major gifts were 
people that were involved in an event that we used to do many years ago. And there was one person who'd given, who had done a sponsorship uh, for the event uh, for $10,000. And at the time, that was huge for the organization I worked for. It, you know, it was like the, the highest level sponsorship that anyone had ever done for that event. Um, and it was like big money. And so anyway, this person had done their, their $10,000 sponsorship and then just done some really minimal, some much smaller sponsorship since then. And from the beginning, I, this relationship seemed odd to me because at one of these events, you know, they, this person had given their sponsorship was like a thousand dollars, you know, which would have placed them at insert whatever name of the level of sponsorship it was. And, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> people always come up with these silly names for different sponsorships, level, sponsorship levels. So it's, you know, if, <laughs> if the thousand dollar sponsorship level was like the blue sponsorship and the, you know, $5,000 sponsorship level was the red sponsorship. Well, they'd done the, the thousand dollar. Um, so they were entitled to the blue level sponsorship. And, and so I was doing as an intern, just this like, you know, simple work of, I saw these sponsorships had come in. Now I needed to like put them in the program or whatever and list them out. So this person had given the thousand. So I listed him as one of the blue sponsors. Um, but someone, uh, an employee at the organization saw that it listed them at a blue sponsorship and, it, you know, was like, uh, acting very frantically because they should be listed at the higher level, like the red sponsorship or whatever. Um, and I was just like, well, that's weird. Um, and, and I guess it was just like this person's so, so important. We wanted to like, you know, give them this, this higher level, whatever, just for, for how awesome they are. And I, and I just thought that was odd. Um, and that was, that was one little thing that began, uh, began this experience. And then about a year or two later, maybe when I was full-time at the organization, I got a visit scheduled with this person and the visit was just super weird. Like, um, I went and visited with this person with another, uh, team member from our organization. And it was just a really awkward conversation. Like the person seemed very like high and mighty. Um, I don't know. I'm so important kind of thing combined with, I don't know, just asking a bunch of weird questions and I don't know, I I couldn't even put my finger on it exactly, but it was just uncomfortable and very much felt like uh an interrogation, also very just disingenuous, you know, like the type of I'm smiling at you, but you know that uh I I don't know, just like a very insincere demeanor from this person. So that was odd. And then we're, we're having conversations about giving with them. And then they, they tell us basically like, well, you know, w what I want you to do is go, go meet with this, this other person and see what they want to do. And again, I'm, I'm keeping this very vague so that no one could ever find out who I'm talking about. But they, they're like, I want you to go meet with this other person who, who was, uh, very closely connected to, <laughs> 
the person who uh the sponsor and i was like okay that's weird oh and then the other thing is <laughs> they started telling uh me and my my coworker like just like out of the blue they were like yeah you should you should go buy y'all should get teslas and we're like what are you talking about like like this <laughs> this was back when the only tesla was the tesla model s which was like you know eighty thousand dollars it was like dude we make like twelve dollars an hour <laughs> um <laughs> and and he's like oh well they have they have lease programs you know and and it, i don't know it was just like such a such an incredibly disconnected from reality comment i don't know these were just like weird things so anyway i wind up you know following up doing the next step he wants me to meet with this person that's like close close to him and i go on that meeting that visit and first thing is the the person was like you know 30 minutes late to to our lunch meeting which in and of itself is like fine but you know it happens um normally i don't really think too much of it but in this broader narrative it's like eh, just another one of those things that i was like this is another odd thing but anyway uh yeah they're like 30 minutes late then we go we go to lunch and we're sitting down at the restaurant and again just a weird weird conversation i don't really know how to put my finger on it but just like very odd and and then one of the other things i noticed is we're in this restaurant and um this is this is a, a married man with kids that I'm meeting with and I just notice he's like uh like overtly checking out every waitress in in the restaurant. Just like super weird, like very not uh <laughs> not in line with um you know the the values that a uh, married husband and father should be like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, what are you doing, dude? And, um, I don't know. Very, very weird, uh, visit, not a very productive conversation. And anyway, and, and keep in mind this, this person that had given the $10,000 had far greater capacity. Um, a very wealthy person, somewhat kind of famous uh philanthropist you might say and after after all of those experiences just you know connected to this this situation uh i left that visit and i was like this just isn't worth it like i'm just gonna opt out of this one and i just stopped contacting him never attempted and this is coming from anyone who's uh you know <laughs> listened to me for a while and followed me on LinkedIn. I am very much about, you know, staying in touch with people for a long time, playing the long game. Um, but this was just like, this was just very clear to me. It's like, this is every time I think about going on these visits or reaching out to this person, I just get uncomfortable. It's like, I don't want to do it. They, uh, it's just like a, we're the high and mighty donor. Come bow down before us. And I was just like, I'm just going to opt out of this one. It's not, it's not worth, yeah, the, maybe they would have given a million dollars in one, two, three, five years, whatever, but not worth it. 
And that is the, <laughs> again, sorry, I've, I've kept this story super vague. So um, maybe it's not as relatable as it could be, but I just want, I want all of you to know that like you don't have to continue relationships with your donors or really important illustration here, sponsors. Um, man, I really, <laughs> I am not a fan of sponsorship programs. When I had the opportunity um, to change that, I stopped having sponsorships available at events that we did because in my uh, in my experience and just philosophy, um, being a sponsor is a radically different thing than being a donor. When I sponsor something, I get something in return. I'm paying for uh, advertisement. I'm paying for uh, respect and admiration and I want my name all over everything. I want to be seated in the right place. I want to have recognition. It's important to me that uh, I get the the red level sponsorship instead of the blue, even though I didn't give enough to, to, to determine that. It just it turns philanthropy into what, what do I get out of it? And how can how can you make me more important? And I've I've never liked that. Um, I just want to make it about, do you care about this mission? Do you want to help these types of people? And if you do just give a gift and have it be that. And, and that's what we, that's what we did. You know, we, we, we changed an event from a, a sponsorship model to purely a, uh, focusing on the mission model. And, you know, over time, uh, giving went up over a thousand percent, over two thousand percent, actually, over time, um, and into millions of dollars. And part of that is because we focused on, uh, we focused on the mission, we focused on impact, and not about how can we, uh, how can we focus on. Let me make you, uh, you know, have the optimal sponsor esque experience it was how can we present you with an opportunity to do something really meaningful that you're going to care about and know and you know be able to go to sleep at night saying i feel awesome because i helped someone not because man did you see my name in that program did you see how i was at the top of the list and i'm just the richest person in town <laughs> and and i don't i, I want to balance that please hear me i'm I very much think there are times that it is a good thing for people who are giving really significant gifts to them, whether that's $10 and that's all they can afford or $10 million because they have much greater capacity. I very much think there are times it is good to display acts of generosity like that, but not through sponsorships, in my opinion. It's a gift, and sometimes it helps for people in the community to know the individual people have stepped up in such a significant way. But many times when people do that, um, they're even hesitant to do it um, because they don't want that focus on themselves. When, when we get into the sponsorship mindset, it's very easy. It's very easy to turn it into what do like we're training the donor to say, this is what you get. 
this is how you um, are are made more important uh, in other people's eyes because of giving to us when when that is not what the focus of a philanthropy should be at all. So anyway, I just want you all to know you don't have to keep if somebody's in your portfolio and they're a jerk or they're a weirdo or whatever. Remove them. You don't have to go visit with everybody and continue relationships with people just because they have money. There is an infinite list of people who have money. Don't uh, don't feel like you have to stick with this person just because there might be a huge payout at the end. It's not worth it. It's not worth the distraction. Um, it's keeping you from other opportunities. And here's the other thing. Put yourself in a position that you don't need them. You should never be dependent upon one donor. You should never have that one opportunity in your pipeline that's going to change everything. You know, it's like if you're so excited about this one person that might give a million dollars, well, go get 19 other opportunities like that. If you've got 20 people in the pipeline that you're working on a seven-figure gift with or whatever the amount is, that frees you up to not be so dependent on, I have to have this person get it right. It gives you the opportunity to take a deep breath and say, I'm here to serve these people. And I've got 20 opportunities. I know one of these is going to come through. Um, I'm going to put myself in a position that I can trust in that process and be at peace and and know that not one, not any one of these people has to do this because I've done the work to build these relationships and build a pipeline that is going to have significant results. So put yourself in that position. It changes the way you talk with people. It changes the way you interact with people. Um, it takes the pressure off and it gives you the opportunity. Uh, just like in business, you should be able to say, sorry to lose you as a customer and move on. You need to be able to say, you might not actually say it to them, but sometimes you might. Sorry to lose you as your donor and move on. That's the advice for today. Say no to the opportunities that are going to keep you up at night and cause you a bunch of stress so that you can say yes to the opportunities that are really going to move the needle and align with your organization's mission and values. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope this episode has been valuable to you. If it has, please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts and share it directly with friends of yours, colleagues that are in the fundraising world. Um, and as always, I hope this episode has inspired you to get out there and schedule more visits. After all, you're just one visit away from growing your mission and your impact.